You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 198th episode of the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here, and uh, you know, this is this is an exciting weekend. Um, a lot of people call this one of the best football weekends uh, because, you know, even though you have the same number of NFL games as last weekend, you have the four. Um, you have the divisional games, so you have the ones and two seeds playing uh, this week. So. I, you know, a lot to talk about. I, I like this weekend. Um, this weekend really started to stick out for me, and it's popped up as a reminder on my phone the other day. Um, Friday was actually six years to the day that we had gone to Vegas, uh, some college friends, and we were there for the divisional round, and it was a lot of fun to be out there for those four awesome games. A lot so, of money changing hands, I'm sure. Yeah, not, not so much not, of ours. Not so much of your right, guys. Yeah. But. but, like, yeah, when we're, when we're going together to do, like, a $30 parlay on, like, all four games – and we have, you know, um, you know, the guy in front of you is counting out a thousand dollars, you know, put on a bet, and we're like, yes, we'd like to parlay the Cardinals, the Saints, you know, or like just like talk about a bunch of different things. It was it was funny. So here we are, divisional round playoffs here. Like Justin said, four games, eight teams left. Well, now after yesterday's games, that's not true anymore, and. Um, I don't know. We might be able to uh, stick a fork in another one. I was going to say, soon to be <laughs> another team eliminated. So we're going to talk about all the games from yesterday. The Patriots' victory over the Chiefs in Foxborough was in the first game yesterday evening. Then last night there was a thriller out in Arizona that saw the Cardinals come out on top over the Packers amazing, in overtime. Amazing finish to the game. It really, and I heard people talk about this, it wasn't that amazing of a game the no. whole way through like it wasn't like both sides were playing particularly well but the ending was insane and that's that's kind of what uh people will definitely remember well, for like, a long time when you got here and i asked you how what did you did you watch in the green bay arizona right. game and you said just the end and i was I, like oh you saw literally the good part. literally turned it on at like when green bay had like first and 10 from like their own two or something like that I didn't, you know it was way back they were way backed up so. i uh, i saw the first half and maybe into the third quarter and it was boring and I was actually really disappointed when the Packers took the lead. Not that I really have anything against the Packers, but it's the Cardinals. How right. often have they been there? Uh, I cheer for Carson Palmer you know, and some of the other guys in the, you, out in the Arizona. You may have heard this now, but the Cardinals have continued their streak. They have The Arizona Cardinals have never lost a home playoff game. <laughs> I think they've only had five, but they, <laughs> they won all five, yes. Well, then they were not a, hoping for... Or like everyone else expecting the outcome that's going on right now in Carolina. Yeah, uh, that's a game that we'll talk about as well. The number one seeded Panthers, who you know had off last week, the bye, you know, being the best team in the NFC during the regular season, they're hosting the six seed Seahawks, who probably shouldn't even be in this game, um, which no. they're technically, I guess, kind of not. <laughs> but really, if you look back on it, if Blair Walsh makes an easy kick, I think shorter than, what is it, the new extra point, Yeah, the Vikings would have been in Arizona and Green Bay would have been in Carolina. Yeah, I think the new extra point tends to be like 32 yards, I believe. And that you kick was from 27, the, Right, and now it was 27, so it was five yards shorter. Um, you know, And there was plenty of talk about that. He owned it. I, I still can't really believe that that's how that played out. However... Um, 
yeah, so Seattle, and this was interesting because Seattle went back west, you know, which I understand, and then they flew all the way east to play the early game. Now, I know this earlier this week people were talking about that, and they're like, well, Seattle already went to Minnesota, you know, and I'm like, yeah, Minnesota's not the east coast. You know, that's right. like flying halfway from Seattle. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they were, they were talking about some other thing. You know, they went and they went somewhere else and, and won a game on the East Coast. But, like, they played a terrible team, whoever it was. I, like, I forget who it was. And so when, when you look at, you know, their kind of their score here, like, obviously it's a little shocking to get into it. They're down 31 nothing. Yes, 31 nothing With six minutes, six and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Um, they just got the ball back after Carolina scored a touchdown. I think it was almost a 20-yard pass from – uh, Cam Newton to yeah. Greg Olson. And I think, yeah, it's it just, from what I saw at the beginning of the game before we got on, Carolina is just dominating in every sense of the word. Like, yeah. they look like the perfect reason why, like, for the bye. You know, teams are always like, oh, do you want the hot team to have off? You know, and they, well, look at this team. They were, you know, I think that the strain of, of playing all those games in a row, you know, kind of won them. They got the week off. Seattle had to go and play in the frigid Minnesota air, win a game they probably shouldn't have won, at least on that last, you know, they should have made the field goal and, and lost, and then fly home and fly back east. Like, Not that that's the cause of everything. It could just be that the Panthers are better than them. The Panthers beat them in the regular season in Seattle. In Seattle, right. Um, so the Panthers might just be better, but – I don't know that, that it's hard to believe better, that incredible. it's hard to believe that any team in the divisional round is thirty one nothing better than another right, team. Right, because you look at the in, two games from yesterday. Twenty five minutes of game time. Each you game know? was decided by a t- touchdown or a tiny bit less. Right, it right. really would have been actually it would have been the exact same score if it would have been right. you know if you kicked the extra yeah. point. You have like, yeah in the Chiefs game you know yeah there was an onside kick try and that essentially ended the game and in the Cardinals game it was a walk off win you know which you don't get often in football. So does that mean that tonight's game's also going to be a massive blowout in favor of the home team? I, d- I don't know. So a week after the four road teams win, do we see all four? Home I think teams it's wins? a possibility the four road team or the four home teams win i don't think the last game's a blowout honestly and i know this is crazy and i know people don't agree i think if it's a blowout i think the steelers win like i'm honestly i i want the broncos to win but i don't know that they're going to i just i feel like you know we've used this line a lot i feel like i've seen this movie before everything's in favor of peyton manning and and the broncos and peyton manning's team in the playoffs and the other team's nicked up and the other team you know well Teams rally around that, you know. Like I just, I don't know. I I'm not a believer in the Broncos' defense either. Like I I've seen them play too terrible at key times this year. They they whooped up and shut down some bad teams or when teams weren't going and some decent teams. Like, but Pittsburgh had their way with that defense for the last three quarters of the game when they played them last time. Now I know of the hundred like ninety passing yards or something like that, hundred and eighty were Antonio Brown or something absurd, but it just I I'll kind of we talked about a little bit about this last week. As much as I want Denver to win, I'm kind of in the mode of I'll believe it when I see it in terms of Pittsburgh losing. Right. Like you know, honestly, the only one that I feel really would have mattered, like if they would have had Antonio Brown and D'Angelo Williams, but didn't have Ben Roethlisberger then I'd be feeling more comfortable that the Broncos are going to win. But because they have Ben and don't have the other two, I still Ben's the most important of those three. Like, it's just 
The quarterback that, that, is always the most right. important That's player. just the way it is. That's just the way it the, is. The Dem- Denver's four losses this year, two of them were, I'd say, okay losses just because they were to a good team. But then your other two losses, they lost to Oakland where they could only put up 12 points. Right. And they they lost to, uh, what was the other bad loss? Oh, Indianapolis yeah. by a field goal. Now, that one was on the road. Um, but the Oakland one was in Denver. That was kind of more of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, the next week they lost to Pittsburgh, and, and sprinkled in there was also the loss to Kansas City, which Kansas City ended the year on well, an 11-game winning streak if you count the first round of the playoffs. Right. Uh, and, so that's a, that's not a terrible loss. But to lose at home twice right. is a little bit surprising, Basically what it to comes, division Basically what it comes down to is can Denver, can Denver's offense under Peyton Manning play like they did for the last quarter and a half of – the game against San Diego, can they resemble that at all against Pittsburgh? And there's a couple factors there. One, I don't know that you can sustain it over the course of a whole like game, all right. And two, the Steelers' defense, while not good, is infinitely better than the San Diego defense, which San Diego was just terrible. Like that's one where McCoy kept his job, and I. I agree with that. I, we're big proponents of stability in in programs here, but I could understand because it wasn't a little step back for them this year. The step back that they took was almost just as bad as the Eagles' step back, in my opinion. Like they they were a a good team last year, and they were awful this year. And the same thing for the Eagles. Chip Kelly gets fired. You know. Now I know the situation's a little different with GM powers and all that other stuff, but I don't know that Denver has what it takes to. I don't know, to score enough against Pittsburgh. Looking at Denver's schedule makes me almost want to change my pick from Denver to Pittsburgh because looking back on this, when was the last time that Denver looked good? Early November? Yeah. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Chiefs. They squeaked by the Bears. Now they beat the Patriots. That's, That's a good win. Right. Now it was at home, though. Right. They 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 beat the Chargers, okay, by two scores. Okay, fine. They lose to Oakland. They collapse against Pittsburgh. Right, they're up against Pittsburgh and lose. They beat Cincinnati with a backup quarterback, barely. Mm-hmm. Right. They beat San Diego, barely. Right. They have a bye this week. Right. So, now, the tough thing for me there is since November, well, since November 15th, though, Peyton Manning didn't really play in those games. He didn't you know, play He got pulled in that January November 3rd. 15th game, and he didn't come back in until the end of the January 3rd game. So, is... Is there struggles before that? Well, because if you look at it before, even when they struggled, like, all right, they beat Kansas City. That's a better win than they probably got credit for on this in the second week of the season. Um, but they struggled with Baltimore week one. They beat Detroit in week three. They beat Minnesota in week four. That's a better win than probably a lot of people thought they were going to get. Then they struggled with Oakland. The, the surprising thing with the Oakland scores is they only scored 28 combined points between the two games. Like, Oakland was good this year, but it wasn't necessarily that they were shutting teams down. Their defense at, at times played really well, but they only gave up 28 points in two games to Oakland or to Denver. That's really good for Oakland. Then they barely beat Cleveland. You know, then they have the bye. Then they beat Green Bay. But again, Green Bay coming was out of, swooning right, at that time, too, right, and, and coming but, off a bye. Right, and there's Denver coming out of the bye. And that's where you get into this. Is the bye big enough to, to let Peyton Manning play like he needs to? And are they going to be able to run the ball in this Kubiak offense? Because that's the talk, is that this time off has let Peyton Manning really learn the Kubiak offense. And 
He's taking. He's going to take snaps under center more than he has ever. If they can do that, well, that's what they absolutely need to do. Obviously, if they want to have any shot. So, well, I say any shot. They're seven point favorites in this game. <laughs> like, but I don't know. Well, we'll, I just don't think it's the sure thing. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if Denver wins. I want Denver to win. It wouldn't surprise me if they win. I just think that people are writing off the Steelers because of their injuries. Oh, I'm, and I'm certainly like, That's, not. Right? No way. No way. I like. I know Antonio Brown's a big part of the, that offense, but you're telling me that Martavis Bryant, Marcus Wheaton, Antonio uh, Brown is a big is part there? of the offense because of Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Because when Ben Roethlisberger isn't in, Antonio Brown disappears. It doesn't matter who the backup is. When it was Mike Vick, Landry when it was Jones. Landry Jones, it does not matter. Antonio Brown can't get open. He gets open and gets the ball when Ben Roethlisberger We're is We're not there. talking like, – and Antonio Brown had an incredible year because of Ben. Look like, he's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's great and he has a great quarterback. Well, look what DeAndre Hopkins did in Houston with four yeah. different quarterbacks. That's a great wide receiver. Yes. And I'm not saying Antonio Brown's not no. a great wide receiver. It's just but, his production has been a lot more dependent on Big Ben, the great quarterback, rather than who else was there. DeAndre Hopkins did it with four different guys. He right. had a 100-yard receiving game with four different quarterbacks this year. Yeah. That's right, insane. So we're we're going to talk more about uh, the upcoming Broncos-Steelers game that starts at, I think, 440, about four, four and a half hours away. Uh, no, excuse me, two and a half hours away from right now. I, I, I can't math at the moment, so, <laughs> kind of like Pat last night. Um, so we're going to talk about that game just here in a bit, but we're going to recap the Saturday ones first. Before we do any of that, we do want to remind everyone that this is an interactive show. Uh, there's multiple ways that you can contact us, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, we'd love to have your take on any of the games that happened yesterday or on any of the things that are going on uh, today, either currently or as we uh, kind of move into the late uh, game. So uh, as as we look at this, um, you know, we'd love to have you call the show. You can call the show using the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the show anytime using the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at jomaysandjraf at gmail.com. Again, jomaysandjraf at gmail.com. We also have presence on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on there. Uh, just look for facebook.com Joe Mays and JRAF show and on Twitter at Joe Mays and JRAF um, at JMNJR underscore radio at JMFlyer1454 or at Mr. underscore Raffoff will get you uh, all kinds of stuff from us and the shows and whatnot. so give us a follow on Twitter now we are going to head up the May Sandwich Shop email inbox with an email from last week's show about wildcard weekend from my uncle who uh, says he misread and wasn't sure what time we were starting last week. So he missed the beginning of the show. So we are going to read that email now. All right, so Rich says, to answer your question, you always want to play any team in your house. My reason for saying that all the home teams will win is because of all the injuries to Pittsburgh. The Patriots have problems playing in two places, Denver and Miami. Denver, I can almost understand. Miami just doesn't make any sense. I do think a healthy Pittsburgh would be a harder game here than playing in Denver, but we will take whoever we get. A lot of people say do not overlook Kansas City. To go with Justin's your feelings, the only two teams I don't want in the Super Bowl are Seattle and Pittsburgh, and they th- and to think they both should have lost last weekend. That's fair enough, I Rich. think he, he, all of his points are completely valid. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. You want to play – you always want to play in your house. Like So right. bringing that up is right. kind of, you know – and but he he also addresses like that even he as the Patriots fan wanting to play there thinks that playing at Denver may be a better matchup for the Patriots right. than playing at home against the Steelers. But if you know 
in these games where those those separations are probably so small, you want to have the advantage of playing at home at your own stadium and, and have everything uh, that goes along with right. that. Right, and since we know the outcome of his game yesterday, we know that they will get the opportunity to play uh, in their 10th AFC Championship game in the Brady-Belichick era. I think 10th in the last 15th year. Fifth consecutive yeah, uh, AFC Championship game. And we don't know if it'll be in Foxborough or if they'll have to go to Denver, all pens, pending the game results tonight. Um, I also don't understand why they can't beat Miami in Miami every few years. It's not like it's every year, but like we saw this year, right. Miami ended their hopes of being the number one seed and guaranteeing right. themselves a right. home game. Um, yeah, he, he says uh, a healthy Pittsburgh would be a harder game. Um, don't overlook Kansas City. And as we saw as a result of the game yesterday, they didn't overlook them, but they, they, it's a no, good thing they, they did well, because Kansas it was City a, was a, legit, a, a legitimate opponent. opponent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, something bounces the other way. Or maybe you flip-flop where it played if that game's in Kansas City. You know, maybe right. that little How big. big is that? Like, Kansas City almost came on to win that division, which would have changed all the matchups and everything, you know. And they would have been hosting a game this weekend as opposed to, well, probably hosting a game this weekend instead of playing on the road. But, yeah, I mean, Kansas City, uh, you know, I think they're still – they're heading in the right direction. They they fell oh, behind a little early, which was, which was a big problem. But. Yeah. So we thank Rich for that email again, contacting the show. And you can do that every week during the show or at any point when we're not online. Uh, May's Sandwich Shop email inbox is joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. All right, so let's start with that Kansas City Chiefs-New England Patriots uh, game from yesterday evening. We saw the result 27-20 in favor of New England. They're going back to the AFC Championship game again. And, you know, you, you kind of mentioned the, the, the crux of the issue for Kansas City was going down so early they went down seven nothing quickly uh they think they made it seven three but then they were down 14 to three uh were they they might have actually been down were they down 21 to three or did they cut it to I 14 to, no i think it was 14 to six yeah if i recall yeah. trying to watch it while we were at yeah. dinner last and then it night was 21 six yeah. and then i think 21 13 yep um and then they went up uh 20 27 13 right and cut it to 27-20. They tried an onside kick. The Chiefs did. I went right to Gronkowski. Right. It wasn't a great onside kick. They haven't had a successful onside kick, I think, since 2009. I know, like, everybody's ripping Andy Reid because it took the Chiefs too long to score, like, it in the end of the game. But to me, like, they scored and they had a chance for the onside kick. Like, that's all you could really ask for. Right. I like, mean, if, if they, if time, I guess if they would have gotten the ball back more in time... time Right, like they could have. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, like I, you know, but see, I think that only pops up because Andy Reid took so much flack in Philadelphia for right. time, and, time management. Well, and people did say so. They have it. They're down two scores, and there's like two thirty-five left when they run a play, and they only get one playoff before the two-minute warning. Okay, you know, fair enough. But when they score and still have a chance to, you know, oh man, I thought the Seahawks were driving. Guess they it, were. But, I don't know what happened. Let's yeah. see if I can figure it out. Um, but anyway, when we're looking at, um, maybe they went for it on fourth down. They must have gone yeah. for it on fourth down. But anyway, when we, uh, you know, when when you look at kind of what Kansas City did, they were scored. They they just didn't, you know, score enough, and they they gave up probably you know too many early. Patriots did exactly what you kind of expect them to do. They're not going to try and run it if they 
in this situation. Um, they just sat back there and made short pass after short pass after short pass. Like, and Kansas City's great pass rush couldn't get to them. Right. Um, and so, so when you have those those situations, you know, it, it's going to be one of those things where it just isn't going to uh, really work out. It's not a great situation for Kansas City, and, and they they struggled there as as we saw kind of later on. Um, I don't really know. You know, I'm just trying to think there. I really don't know if that is a big surprise. I know some people looked at Kansas City on that long win streak, and they are. But, I mean, to go into New England, you have to play a virtually perfect game. And they, they there's no way anybody's going to argue that Kansas City played a perfect game yesterday. No. I, I'd say they played a B-plus game. And you go into can you go in they there play and good play good enough to be in the game, right. but not good enough to win, and good enough to beat other teams, especially during the regular season. But like, you know, Oakland, I, San right. Diego, Denver now at again, times. a lot of this is dictated by your opponent. But Kansas City played better last week than they did this week. Oh, now yeah. they're playing the a Houston, lesser opponent. Right. Like I understand that, but at the same time, like they needed their A game this week to have a shot. Like yeah. you need to have your A game and. Get some help from New England generally to beat New England in New England, and that isn't what happened. You know, you and, can't turn the ball over, and I think the Chiefs only had one turnover, but it was a fumble, and right there, you needed that one extra possession, right? Like that. Right. I'm not going to say that's the reason they lost, but it's one of the contributing. Well, factors. and it's Niles Davis who is known for fumbling, right? And that's part I mean, of he why had he had that had huge lost. kickoff return last week against the Texans for the touchdown, but. Right. Now you give him the rocket. Right. And it, the it reason he isn't and... the reason he lost out to Sharkandrick West, though, a lot of it is because he has a history of fumbling. And I heard it this morning. There was the knock on him in college. It was the knock on him in high school. In going into college, he can't hold on. Not that he can't. He just he fumbles a lot. Right. You know, for for a big a guy who wants to be a big time running back. Tom Brady threw for three hundred and two yards and two touchdowns. The interesting stat I think is that the Patriots only had fourteen rushing attempts for uh, 38 yards. They did get one touchdown and on the ground. That was part, by Tom Brady. Part of that, though, could be what led let Kansas City back in this game, the fact that they couldn't run the ball. Well, we've known for a number of years, probably since um, the, the the streaking that the Patriots did in 07 with Randy Moss and when they went undefeated in the regular season, they were, they were a much different passing type of team then. Yeah. Then Brady got hurt in 08. When he came back in 09, I don't want to say they're not, not vertical and all and can't score on big plays, but they use their short passing right. game as their running game. Right. Which hurts you when Edelman has three drops in like the first quarter of the game. Well, we saw in Week 17 against the Dolphins, that didn't work. They, or right. it didn't work when they tried to run the ball, I should say, because they tried to use the running yeah, game instead of the passing it. game, and it wasn't, it wasn't working. You know, I mentioned they had 14 rushes. Six of them were by Brady. Right. And yeah. I'm sure those weren't designed rushes either. No, no. They just ended up being rushes. Right. So that's yeah, that's one of those where yeah, they only had eight rushes by running backs or wide receivers. Like because right. Edelman, Edelman had, had one. Edelman had their long run. Their longest run, eleven yards. Yeah. So you would think against Pittsburgh or well, maybe not Pittsburgh. I, I I don't know. I would say Kansas City has the better a better defense than Pittsburgh. However, Pittsburgh has a much better offense. Than, yes, definitely. Than Kansas City. Not to take anything away, because Alex Smith played good enough. But then I mean, this is right. the story of his career. He played good enough. Right. Um, you know, he completed more than fifty percent of his passes. He had two hundred forty-six yards. He had a touchdown. He didn't turn and the he, ball he, over. He ran for forty-four yards. Right. You know, like I mean, so he he did it. They didn't capitalize when they needed to, but Nile Davis fumble, you know, was really debilitating. Yeah. Um, but there are obvious flaws in the Patriots game. Yeah. And as we move into the AFC Championship game and then the Super Bowl the next week, should they win, someone's going to exploit their inability to rush the ball or 
what looks like possibly the only contributor. If you shut down Gronkowski, is that team done? Yes. Because they Gronkowski, can't run the ball. Gronkowski isn't healthy. He was in. Well, he had to get more treatment on his knee and, and, his, ch- and his back is hurt. Well, and I think Edelman is questionable for next week now. Yeah. I Actually, he could even be doubtful for next week now. Yeah, that, that could be a so problem. It, they moved on. That's great for them. But I, I can't say, you know, whether you're going to play in Denver or host the Steelers, how confident are you that you can get that win? Maybe because of the past 15 years, you're like, well, I have no no right, doubt we'll that we're going to win that game. Right. And I definitely – I don't consider that cocky. That's confidence because there's proof that that's right, the way right. it is. It's based on evidence. It's not just your, your way of thinking. It is based off of – Results. You want to see so. Cocky turn on Fox and see them getting the crap beat out of them right now. Yeah, but again, to go to yeah. Well, oh, never mind. I was I thought you meant the Panthers. You mean Seattle? I mean Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carolina's the new. Seattle. I almost said this morning, like I was wondering how long into this game or how far into this game before we saw a Seattle defender do the Superman, like, like taunt basically of Cam Newton. I'm not so sure we're going to see that today. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> That's and oh man, I would yeah. say probably not. Yeah, it's the 105 left in the first half in Carolina. Uh, Seattle just, just yeah, Panthers got the ball, drove it a little bit, and then had to punt. So a minute five left, and basically Seattle needs a score here. They do get the ball to start the second half, so that they could score. You never know. Like, I, I've seen crazier. I don't know that I've seen crazier things. But you've seen crazy things, and we're about to get to some crazy things in just a second. Yeah. You've seen crazy things, but I could could Seattle score 30, 31 points or 32, essentially, because they would need 32 at a minimum? Yes. Can they score 32 without giving up any more to Carolina? That That's really tough because that's how you have to look at this. Can they outscore Carolina 32 by 32 points over the next 20 or 31 minutes of football? You know, that that's a really tall task. Can they? Yes. Well, they know. I think Carolina is going to host the Cardinals next week in the NFC Championship game. Um, if, if then tonight the Broncos win, I wonder when's the last time we had the one and two seeds in both conferences yeah. meeting. In the well, and look at this. So Arizona, if if Carolina, you know, does does you know what they should do here and and, and win this game, Arizona ba- going back to Carolina, maybe you know a very if it. Oh, let me rephrase that. The AFC Championship game is obviously going to be a very highly anticipated game as well, but. This Arizona at um, Carolina, in terms of how good the teams were throughout the year, might be uh, you know one of the more highly anticipated matchups in that sense in, in a while, and that's completely opposite of last year's game when they played in the in the wild card round, and it was maybe the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. It was <laughs> yeah. awful. It was so bad. Um, that was one of those games that left you thinking. Okay, say what you will, but there's no way you can convince me that Tim Tebow couldn't be a quarterback in for the Cardinals last year. Like over Ryan Lindley. Like he was I I feel bad. I don't know Ryan Lindley obviously, but he his performance last year was an all-time not good one. So <laughs> wasn't the best. Right. So when when we look at this, um you know, anyway, the Cardinals uh Green Bay, you we kind of alluded to it earlier in the show. 
Uh, Green Bay, Arizona wasn't necessarily all that it was cracked up to be early. It was close and competitive, um, but it wasn't. Neither team was really playing at their best. One point you know to kind of look at is last week we we mentioned that even though this was the blowout last year, um, you kind of knew that if Green Bay went to Arizona again, it wasn't going to be the same. Like it, it, They weren't going to get embarrassed like they did uh, four weeks ago. It just wasn't going to play out that way, and it absolutely didn't. Um, now, Arizona you know, scored late um, to take the lead. Um, one of the things with like 2.30 left in the, in the game, uh, in regulation, Arizona was up four and had the ball. It was second down. And Green Bay only had one timeout, I believe. Or maybe they had used their only timeout so far. But Arizona, I think Green Bay had used their timeout. Arizona passed the ball. And it was incomplete and it stopped the clock. And what had to happen then was that they ended up kicking a field goal. But it left like 30 to 40 seconds left on the clock that Green Bay wouldn't have had normally. Now, you can say that, but, you know, it's... It's one of those things. I found it amusing that the announcer at that point ripped Bruce Arians, yet at the end of the game they were talking about how he's one of the great, you know, uh, play callers of all time. You know, on on the shovel pass, they're like, oh, you know, such a, you know, such a great play call from a great, you know, play caller, and you're just like, literally, ten minutes ago you were ripping this guy for his play calling, and now you're telling him a great play caller, like. Bruce Arians doesn't care. No, why would he? <laughs> right, but all he did is take a team that historically has been awful, oh taking the three straight ten wins, right. ten plus win and seasons. They were awful in the playoffs last year because they were so great, and then Carson Palmer. And Carson got Palmer hurt. got hurt. Right. Now I don't wouldn't say that Carson Palmer's game last night was incredible. Now he threw for almost three hundred fifty yards, three hundred forty nine, yeah. but he had two interceptions, which yeah. were huge. One in the end zone too. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't the best game for Palmer. I'm happy for him, though. As you mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Cardinals are undefeated as the Arizona Cardinals right. at home. This is Carson Palmer's first playoff victory. <laughs> yeah, he's I, never won a playoff. When I heard that last that. night, I was like, "No way!" And then I thought about it. I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense." Injured, but like, right? <laughs> injured. You know, yeah. Like, you look at when when he's been in the playoffs, he's either been injured or got injured, and the team had lost. Uh, so I, I'm happy for him. It uh, was an interesting uh, game. I, I saw the crappy, boring part at the beginning. You right. saw the yeah. Interesting I tuned stuff in and end. saw the literally two hail marys. Um, and I'm kind of glad Green Bay scored that way. One, I got to see it, and two, it probably should have been a pass interference call on the third down when it was third and twenty um, for Green Bay, and they didn't call it. Um, and Okay, but then on the very next play, on 4th and 20, they convert for like 60 yards or whatever um, out to essentially midfield. And then it's all set up, all sets up, you know, the crazy Hail Mary play. Also, they also ripped Arians for, um, and not that he's calling plays on both sides at the end of the game, but Arizona brought pressure at the end. They didn't rush one or two guys and put everyone back. I find this interesting because one of the things that people said, basically they broke down when the Packers beat the Lions earlier this year on a Hail Mary. They said, the, you know, the Lions made two mistakes. One, you got to have guys back there. Calvin Johnson should be back there to n- knock the ball down. And two, you should have, um, you they shouldn't rush one guy. They should have they brought pressure. Well, they brought pressure and 
they have arguably their best DB in Peterson there, and he just he doesn't. They don't make the play. Uh, Janice goes up and, and makes the play. And it's crazy because the ball actually comes out. You can see it right here. The ball comes out, but it doesn't hit the ground. Nope. And then he regains control. With the ball's not hitting the ground. He tried. He tried. Yeah. That would have been an interesting ruling right, right there. Right, because I don't know that he ever had control. So, like, technically he's not. It's not like, like he, right there, he does had he have control. Right, yeah, see, I don't think there, it does. And then he goes to knock it out. But Right, oh, yeah, man, right exactly. See, to me, without the rule, that's a touchdown. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. That's a touchdown. You have to rule that a touchdown. And then everybody goes, Mason Crosby doesn't make this kick, right? He misses this kick. <laughs> See, this is the coin right, toss. Right. It and didn't Aaron Rodgers complaining flip. that it doesn't flip. So the Cardinals had won. See, and, and Rodgers, the, like, they're complaining that they didn't get to call it again. Well, no, you called it. Like, we're just going to flip it. And this this play is just ridiculous. Two veterans, and then and then this part. This is the part that you see. You've seen Larry Fitzgerald do over and over and over again. Oh my gosh! This is the first. That was play a great play kickoff, by twenty nine right? to keep him out. Um, yeah, that was that was the. Fr- uh, I think that was the first play of the overtime. After it the it might have been the first play of overtime. Yeah. Yeah, Fitzgerald had one hundred seventy six receiving yards and a yeah. touchdown. He actually got called for a an illegal block near the beginning of the game. It was in the first half, so you might not have seen it. I did not. Um, it was a classic he, crack block by a receiver, mm. but they what they because I was like, why is how is that a penalty? Now and here's he, the touchdown. He hit him in the head, which is also technically a reception, but right. He now he did hit him in the helmet, which I thought that was what they were calling the penalty on, but they actually called it. He actually went up the field, but then re- came back to make the block, and apparently that's illegal i had never heard of that call before but i'll take their word for it so that's uh, funny because they also called one on amandola or uh edelman I, one of them no, it was amandola yeah and bilicek says it's a legal play well the, the amandola one was on a special teams play okay now okay. this was actually during a running the red zone opportunity for the cardinals when they got i think one of their field goals saying because larry fitzgerald got them down there then the next play he he got a 15-yard penalty because it should have been – it was right. first and goal from the five, and then and he got a 15-yard pe- penalty the 50, because he got – 20. Because he – I mean, yeah. he hit the guy good. I mean, the guy didn't go flying. He held his own, um, stumbled a bit, something, and wasn't hurt or anything, but they, they threw a personal Something foul, I man. would kind of like to see – and I know I know this won't happen, but you know how like – so if there's a penalty there, like let's say you know there's offsides on defense, it's half the distance to the goal – like I would love to see that the offense can only be penalized the same amount that the defense could be, you know, like so that if there is like a false start, that they'd only go back two and a half instead oh. of, you know, like. How about some of the stuff we talked about yeah, last that, night? That was, where we, you know, in the NFL, any pass interference is at the spot of the foul. You know, when when an offensive team is back in their own end zone and there's a holding penalty or something, it's yeah. a safety. What if a, when the opposite is true, the offense is driving towards the opponent's goal to score points? They throw in the end zone, pass interference. Shouldn't shouldn't that right. be a touchdown? You know, right. based on that? I know they don't want to give points on a play like that. Well, you're giving two points. I know right. people say, well, it's only two points. It's well, then not we, three, six, or seven. Right. And then I threw out there, well, what if you made it like four or five points? Right. And then so like pass interference t- in the end zone, no longer right. get the ball at the one. It's automatic four or four five points, points, but you're kicking off. You know, or you can decline it. Or you it. can decline it. And Do you get the ball at the one then? No, you, you get like, you know, it would be like a... What if you, what if they give you it at the three? Kind of like the two-point conversion. A three and you, if do you, the, declined the, it. you do the down over. 
So, like, if it was third down, it's okay, still third down. Okay, you don't get a down. first down. Right, no first. See, I hate that every defensive penalty is an automatic first. I hate that. Like, if it's first, if it's third and 20, there's a five-yard defensive hold, I think that shouldn't be a first down. I, now, I understand, but, like, I, I don't know. To, to me, I don't like that pass interference penalties are spot, foul. spot foul in the NFL yeah. uh, to a certain extent. Right. Like, once you get beyond, like, I'd even stretch it to 20. Once you get beyond 20, you don't get more than 20 yards. Right. Like, right. If, if I throw it from my one and the interference is down at the five and the other, no, that's a huge pass. But just for, like, I'm sorry, how do you know he would have caught it? Right. Like, you're giving them that just for what you right. Then there'd be other people's contrarian saying, well, don't interfere with him. You know, <laughs> I understand all that. <laughs> but I'm just, like, for argument's sake, you know, college isn't like that. No. High school's not like see, that. And, you get 15 and yards. And like, I don't want to see the guys anytime they get beat downfield just getting crushed and you you eliminate the long plays. But at the same time, I don't want to see, you know, I hate when, especially when it's a bad call. Yeah. You, you can see a 50-yard bad call. Like, you know, which just makes it even that much worse of a bad call. You know, but like a 20-yard penalty is still, I mean, it's going to give you first down right. no matter what. And it's giving you 20 yards. That's nothing to sneeze at. Right. So I don't know. I, I guess anything under twenty yards, it's a spot foul. Anything over twenty yards, I give it. A, you get a twenty yards. You know, right. from. Or what if they even did like half of the distance? So if it was like fifty yard, you get it would be twenty five. Or... Well, that would force officials to do more math, and I think we're trying to limit that. Yeah, that's probably a good call. So, so those are the two games from yesterday. Right. Chiefs followed the Patriots. Packers followed the Cardinals. So the top seeds that played yesterday, they won. Today, we're seeing the same thing happen. We've mentioned it throughout the show so far. At halftime, the Carolina Panthers lead the Seattle Seahawks. It's the right. one seed versus the six seed. 31 to nothing. Yeah. And, and this is a, just a, a beat This down. is one of those where they were talking this morning that the majority of bets were on the Panthers. However, the professional money was going on the Seahawks. Mm, this might be one where they're, they're going to eat that. I think... Uh, the Seahawks, I think the Panthers might have been like a one or two point favorite at that kickoff or something like that. They're uh, talking about it on the radio, just how it, it was fluctuating because this was supposed to be, a lot of people said this was going to be the most interesting game this week. Mm, not so much. Not, not looking that While way. you were filling the guys in on, the audience in on Packers Cardinals, I was looking up some info. When was the last time we saw the top four teams make the conference championship? So the one and two seed from both the AFC and the NFC. Well, actually, it dates back to a time. Maybe you don't remember. Maybe you do. I didn't remember this. I remember the time. It was yes. actually the 2004 NFL season, which would have been the 2005 playoffs, when the top four seeds were in the AFC, number one, Pittsburgh, number two, New England, and number one in the NFC, Philadelphia, number and two, Atlanta. You want to see some more crazy connections here. So Pittsburgh was the one seed in the AFC. I was at school in Pittsburgh at the time. Um, the Friday before that Pittsburgh Jets game in the divisional round, so that would have been this this round of, of games, um, I went and saw Mike and Mike broadcast live from a hotel that was two blocks from my apartment. I didn't really listen to ESPN Radio at the time, uh, you know, but I knew my dad did, and so I went to see him with a friend of mine from college who was a big Jets fan, and we were there, and Greeny was wearing his Jets jersey and all that stuff. It was a good time. The Jets lose that game on two missed field goals. Um, they missed two makeable field goals. The Steelers advanced to the AFC Championship game. This year, not that it was 
the Steelers, <laughs> but we saw another missed field goal that has set up some crazy situations here. And you could argue that the Steelers shouldn't have won last week and and won not you can't blame the Steelers for that. That's you know, the um just the way Cincinnati crumbled. Right. But you know, it, it's just kind of funny how that worked out that you know there were some crazy endings and ways things that played out in those playoffs and we kind of see that again here. And so far, the two seeds won yesterday, and the one seed is winning big today. Yeah, now I'm looking up one, some of the, the beatdowns like we see. Well, you know, 31 nothing's pretty big. When was the last time a team lost by 30-some in the divisional round or the championship games? It doesn't happen all that often, which probably shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Um, obviously, we saw it happen last year um, in the AFC Championship game where New England destroyed Indianapolis 45-7. to But that was the biggest... That was the biggest uh, point spread uh, in the playoffs last year uh, was that New England destruction of Indianapolis. Um, then we saw... Well, clearly, uh, clearly the balls uh, the, weren't... Deflated weren't balls. Yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> let's get into that again. Um, then if you go a few years back, um, there was actually two huge blowouts. Um, I think it was in 2000... Or New England did it to Denver in uh following the 2011 season in 2012 that was the tebow year, that was the it? tebow yeah denver uh, well it wasn't even an upset denver beat pittsburgh 29 23 denver was a four seed pittsburgh the five and then denver went to new england and new england housed them 45 to 10 um then two years before that and this one will make justin happy yeah. there are a couple beat downs in the playoffs in the divisional round actually in the nfc both games were awful the number one seeded Saints killed the Cardinals forty-five to fourteen. That though, this is the year I was in. This was the year I was I was in Las Vegas because we bet on the Cardinals <laughs> and you lost. Yeah. And the Vikings destroyed the Cowboys thirty-four to three, and the Cowboys that, had beaten the Eagles the that week did, before. That did make me happy. Uh, yes. But yeah, Minnesota beat Dallas thirty-four to three, and then. I was happy the next week that New Orleans won because Brett Favre was the quarterback of that yeah. Vikings team. And that is the infamous Bounty Gate game. Yes. That is, that is from that year. You're right. Um, so, it, you know, there, there's other games. You know, you're going to see a couple games by 20, 20, you know, three to four touchdowns. That's a big thing. But when you get into 30 points, that's a huge difference. So yeah, those for are a couple playoff of, teams. For you know, playoff teams, right. You're talking about teams, especially in the divisional round, because – Either these teams had a bye or they won their way into this round. You know, you don't just like sneak in here. So, like last week, the, the yeah, people were complaining about some of the blowouts from last week, but you have teams that win terrible divisions. You know, you don't have that in this round. You know, like, so that's, um, you, you should see more competitive games. And that's kind of goes back to that idea of where a lot of people will say that this round, even though you have the same number of games as last weekend, this is the round you want to so see as better. opposed to last weekend. Um, back in the 04 season, the 05 playoffs, when the ones that I talked about when we started this discussion, the last time the two number ones and two number twos made the championship games in a divisional round, Atlanta beat St. Louis by 30. Yeah. So uh, 47 to 17, that was obviously at the Georgia Dome. That was Mike Vick. Yes. Um, so some interesting look at some history here for that. Um, I, I'd have to keep going back to see how often the top – four teams make the championship game as the way it's supposed to be um if they truly are you know i was gonna say if it if it works out that way today so if the panthers and and broncos both advance i'm sure you won't have to look it up because i'm sure someone will and and let us know <laughs> maybe it'll be me 
Yeah, you'll probably know before then. Actually. <laughs> I'm probably going to do it when we're done here. <laughs> so, but yeah, the Panthers are, they're about to kick off. Seattle, I think, is going to receive the ball. Yeah, because the Panthers took the ball and so, four plays scored right. in the first half. So Seattle's going to get the ball. Really? They have it's, to score. Right. It's a four possession game if you count in some two point conversions. Yeah, if you get all of them, if they score four right. touchdowns and get all the two point conversions, the key, they win. Like, I don't doubt the Seahawks' ability to put up 32 points. It's they have to outscore the Panthers by thirty two points crazy in thirty to minutes. That we think Seattle can score, we don't think Seattle can stop them from scoring. Yeah. They have the number one defense the yeah. last four years yeah. in a row yeah. with three different defensive coordinators. So in this game at the very beginning, um, they hadn't allowed a rushing touchdown on the road by a running back since November of twenty fourteen, and I was like, oh, that's you know a season. I'm like, no. That's a full year. Like full that's year. you yeah. know that's a long it's time like ago. Eighteen games, nineteen yeah. games. So when when you look back, you're like, man, that's that's crazy. And then they haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher. Like it's just all these crazy stats. And the Panthers had all that like in the first quarter, right? Um, which just favors their ability in this game. It wasn't all just like big hit plays. They they took it on their second touchdown drive. I believe they went and drove like 15, 15 plays or something like. Seattle line or Carolina lined up and just pounded them, um, which is oh, and what's going on? Seattle has the ball in at the, the Carolina zone. thirteen already, so um, obviously some big plays there. Oh, they scored and they score a touchdown. Yes, and so here we go. <laughs> All right, so this is what happens. We got an unnecessary roughness. Oh, they got the ball at midfield. Right. So Lockett kicks it. He he got to the fifty. Oh, right. he ran it to the fifty, and they got a fifteen-yard pass. So they had the ball to start the third quarter on the Carolina thirty-five. Right. Yeah, and then See, and that's the stuff that's gonna absolutely. Right. right. So you know, seven-yard you just... pass. Six-yard pass. Yeah, all no huddle here, so they're you know they're in a hurry. Pass. So Seattle's gonna score. Pass. It's just I don't know that they can outscore them by thirty-one. Or by well, 32. See, and, and that exactly shows you how teams lose big leads like this. Right. You give up a special teams miscue to give up 50 yards, and then you th- tack on a penalty. Right. Where, like, that's why you lose. Now, right. I'm not going to say they're going to lose. Maybe they'll, right. they'll get Because it, it was right 31. And, but if it was 21, right. all of a sudden it's a two-score game. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, now here, they're probably, they may go for two. You know, because four, I, I don't know, you... I don't know. I don't have that sheet that tells right. you when to go for two right. and when not to go for two. But anyway, Seattle finally Four got Four touchdowns the with the two-point conversions yeah. win on the game as of right now. First 90 so. seconds of the third quarter, Seattle scores, aided by a big um, return by the pro bowler Lockett and the personal foul penalty on the Panthers set him up at the Carolina 35. Uh, they kicked the extra they point. Hoshka it, so. got it through. So it's 31-7, 13-27 to play in that one. Right. So, and so now it's going to come down to Seattle's defense, at least right now. Like, Can they get... A lot of stops in this in this half, so uh, we'll wait and see. Um, you know, nothing they did in the first quarter really led us to believe that they gave up 14 points in the first quarter, 17 points in the second quarter. So they're already doing better in the second half, right. but um, we'll wait and see because you know this is one of those where Seattle could put together a run here and then the Panthers score a touchdown late in the third or early in the fourth, and that that's all it see, needs because they need to basically pitch a shutout here. To me. If the Panthers get one touchdown, yeah, it's game's over. over. Right. Like yep. you're not going to score that many. I mean, I know it's happened. I know people will say, "What was it, Bills tight or Bills um, 
Oilers. Right. It's always the one that people... But yeah, it happened one time. Exactly. <laughs> it happened one time. So, so um... So that's yeah, and that our, started a lot earlier than just in the second half. Like that, that started end of the second quarter. Right, I think right. is when the Bills started to make that comeback. Frank Reich from Frank Lebanon. Reich, right? He filled in for Jim Kelly. Um, Frank Reich just got fired as the Chargers' yeah, offensive coordinator. Right. Somebody had to go. Yeah. So. so anyway, so that's that's the game three or four. We talked a little bit about the Steelers Broncos matchup tonight, but we'll say a few more things here before we go. I guess actually we didn't do this for any of the games because it was after the fact or during the game. What is your prediction for tonight? I know we're both kind of picked, waffling and back and forth, but if you I have picked, to pick an outcome, I, what's it going to be? I picked the Broncos because that's where my heart's at. Um, I think the Broncos does, are going to win. Does Jamie know that? She probably does, and I wore blue and orange today, even though she has her Steelers <laughs> jersey on. Um, yes, my wife has her Steelers shirt yeah. on as well. I I say the Broncos win 27-20. Broncos win 27-20? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna also pick the Broncos because that's who, as of right now, before the heart. game like, starts. Really, it wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers win like 27-13 or something like that. I think I'm gonna go with Denver just because, even though at the top of the show we talked about, wow, looking back on their schedule, it doesn't things don't stand out too great for Denver. Even though they were 12 and four, you know they had bad losses. Their wins weren't that great. Manning missed how many games, both with injury and being benched because Osweiler was at least getting the W's. Now he comes back in. What's it going to be? Are we going to see the Peyton Manning from five years ago? Well, I guess not five years ago because right. I think he was injured five years ago. But you understand what I'm trying maybe, to say. Maybe that's the Peyton Manning we're going to see. Um, yeah. No, it, they how, need to run the ball. They need to run the ball tonight. If they can run the ball, then then that's that's really good for him because that's not just going to be good this week. That's good next week too. I don't think we see a blowout like this afternoon game. I think we see a game similar to the games from yesterday. You, if there's a blowout this afternoon, I think it's the Steelers winning. If it's a close game, that's you know that's more of the Gary Kubiak style, I believe. So, I I'm going with the Broncos. That could be more of my heart talking. I hope they win. I don't. I'm not very confident in it. Honestly, when I look at it before the games, and it's easy to do that. I picked the Patriots. I picked the Cardinals. While I thought those would both be decent games, and they were. I picked the Panthers. I thought that was a toss up, but I I picked the Panthers, and. I picked the Broncos, but the Broncos is the one I was the least confident in. I feel like I'm talking myself into picking the Broncos. <laughs> and partially because everyone's picking again. Everybody's picking them. Everybody's picking them. That's usually a bad The Broncos? Sign. Yeah. Like, everybody thinks the Steelers don't have a shot because of because of their injuries. No. If it was the other way around. If Ben was out, I'd pick the Broncos, like, last, 80%. Last week, the games were easy to me. Like, when I made my picks, I thought they were easy. I went 3-1, and, and the loss was the stupid Vikings because <laughs> I really thought the Vikings were going right. to win that game, and I feel like they should have. But I'll take that loss. This week, I was 50-50 on all of them. I almost took the Chiefs. I didn't. I took the Patriots. I almost took the Packers. I didn't. I took the Cardinals. The Actually, the one, surprisingly, the one that I was most confident in, I never and maybe this because I didn't want to pick them, right. is I was going with the Panthers no matter what. Even though at times I was like, man, it doesn't make any sense. The Seahawks have been so dominant the last two years. They snuck away last week. They play so well when they're on a roll like this. But I went with the Panthers, and now I'm really happy I did. Right now I'm sitting on the Broncos. I have an hour and a half to make a decision of do I want to change that. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I, as of right now, I'm, I'm, just gonna I'm ride sticking with, with because, Denver. Yeah. Right. I, I, I rode out with the Patriots and Cardinals after kind of mm-hmm. thinking, what should I do, what should I do? I'm feeling I should stick with Denver. Right. I want to see Manning do it. 
Right. Now, do no, I think I he know. can beat... I know, that's the thing. Can I, like, do I think he can beat the Patriots next week? Do I think he can beat one of the right. NFC teams? I don't know. Right. I don't know either. But as long as one that's of these teams... That's a problem for future, Justin. Right. As long as one of these teams tonight beats the Patriots next week, oh. I'll be good. Because and as much as I'm rooting against the Steelers today, if they win, I'm all on board for the Steelers next week. Like... <laughs> and that kills me to say Hop it. aboard the train. Kills me to say it, but that's what you got to do. Well, see, with the outcome, knowing the Cardinals already won, and that it's likely that the Seahawks are going to lose and the Panthers are going to win, one of the Steelers or Broncos has to go. There's only one team left that I don't want to see win, and that's the Patriots. Right, yeah. So, you know, I'll have three out of we'll four see. chances. Yeah, Patriots are there. I know you don't want to see the Steelers win, but, but, I, if, I can, if, but I if they can, beat yeah. the Patriots, there's an NFC team that can beat them. Right, right, and that's not to say that if it's an if NFC it's Patriots Steelers, Patriots. I'm rooting for the NFC team regardless of who it is. At but this you point. want the Steelers to beat the Patriots? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No <laughs> I just I'm about trying to reiterate as much as possible for my uncle to hear us saying over and over, <laughs> "We want this team to win." And let it be on the record, and it was on the show last year. I rooted for the Patriots last yeah, year. I, so but I this can't year, believe our friendship actually <laughs> but survived But this year, that. at this point, no mm-hmm. way. I am all on board with Panthers, Cardinals, Steelers, Broncos. Like, no matter what happens. Um, let's see, in terms of jerseys, how I can root for them. I have a Cardinals jersey. Fitzgerald? No, um, Tillman. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a Panthers jersey that fits, I'm sure, because the Kerry Collins days in Carolina were a long time ago. That's all right. I want to see it. <laughs> um, you'll be you'll be breaking out Cam Newton's move, Superman ripping. I his might shirt. have a Champ Bailey Broncos jersey, so I think I, can I think you that. do have a Broncos jersey, and I have a Palomalu jersey. Yeah. So, so you know, and I have Patriots jersey, but I'm not rooting for them, so I'm not going to wear it. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Who, if the Patriots go, I'm rooting for either the Panthers or Cardinals. Break out a Drew Bledsoe jersey. If the Broncos go, I'm rooting for the Broncos. Yeah. If it's Steelers NFC, my family's going to tell me I need – my wife's side of the family is going to tell me I have to root for the Steelers. Yeah, no way. So Can't do it. So we'll see. I'm, that's that's a problem for future Joey to worry yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. So. so, All right. Well, anyway, we'll see how these games unfold. And uh, – Panthers converted on a third and seven. It looked like they might go three and out against, you know, that following that touchdown. That that's what bad. that's when you talk about. Even if they don't, like we said, the touchdown kind of ice it. Even if they get a drive down here and get a field goal, that's huge because then that touchdown automatically means they only made up four points, right. not seven. You know, so they just have to. The Panthers don't have to win the second half. They just have to lose it slowly. That's basically right, right, what it comes right. down. So make everything take time, and that's where the running game will help them. I think so. Right. All right. Okay. Well. So I think I just want to make sure there there isn't anything that I'm forgetting. Um, I know we said it last week, but happy belated birthday to your dad. He yeah. celebrated yeah. a big one in the middle of this week. Yeah. Um, your sister-in-law is coming yeah, up it's here Thursday. Yep. And uh, I was probably going to say it on the show next week, but just uh, so I remember now, I'll say happy third birthday to my daughter, who will be celebrating. Uh, on Friday, she'll be three. Natalie turns three crazy. this coming Friday. It is crazy. <laughs> so um, so that's out there. Uh, but I think other than that, that's it. Um, we'll be back next week with episode 199. Whoa. <laughs> we'll be talking the conference championship games. We'll probably, I would think, probably be looking to do it in the evening since if we do it early, we'd, well, I mean, we could preview them. Yeah, we'll see. It's kind of more fun to talk about when at least something has happened and we know what's going to go on. So, Stay tuned to our Facebook and Twitter pages or talk to one of us of when the show is next week. It'll probably either be mid-afternoon 
or uh, later in the evening, um, at least following the first game, maybe during the second game. Uh, but stay tuned for all of that, and we'll be back next week to talk the conference championships. Uh, for more more from us, go to jmnjrradio.com or jomazenjraf.com. I already gave you the Twitter handles to follow. So go and do that. Um, but I think that's it. So thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 198th episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm JRAF. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time. And thanks again for listening.